is no man of that name hereabouts. Where does he live? A scream of laughter mingled with howls, and breaking into strange gulping bursts of fiend-like merriment from the strange boy. The girls recoiled, and the youngest took refuge behind Jan. Do you want to know Pierre Le Bourron, lass? Hey, he is a man with an iron chain about his neck, which he is ever engaged in gnawing. Do you want to know where he lives, lass? In a place of gloom and fire, where there are many companions, some seated on iron chairs, burning, burning, others stretched on glowing beds, burning too. Some cast men upon blazing coals, others roast men before fierce flames, others again plunge them into cauldrons of liquid fire. The girls trembled and looked at each other with scared faces and then again at the hideous being which crouched before them. You want to know about the wolfskin cape, continued he. Pierre Labourin gave me that. He wraps it round me, and every Monday, Friday and Sunday, and for about an hour at dusk every other day, I am a wolf, a werewolf. I've killed dogs and drunk their blood, but little girls taste better. Their flesh is tender and sweet, their blood rich and warm. I've eaten many a maiden, as I've been on my raids together with my nine companions. I am a werewolf. <laughs> if the sun were to set, I would soon fall on one of you and make a meal of you. Again he burst into one of his frightful paroxysms of laughter, and the girls, unable to endure it any longer, fled with precipitation. Near the village of Saint-Antoine-de-Pizon, a little girl of the name of Marguerite Poirier, thirteen years old, was in the habit of tending her sheep in company with a lad of the same age, whose name was Jean Grenier, the same lad whom Jeanne Gaborillon had questioned. The little girl often complained to her parents of the conduct of the boy. She said that he frightened her with his horrible stories. But her father and mother thought little of her complaints till one day she returned home before her usual time, so thoroughly alarmed that she had deserted her flock. Her parents now took the matter up and investigated it. Her story was as follows. Jean had often told her that he had sold himself to the devil, and that he had acquired the power of ranging the country after dusk, and sometimes in broad day, in the form of a wolf. He had assured her that he had killed and devoured many dogs, but that he found their flesh less palatable than the flesh of little girls, which he regarded as a supreme delicacy. He had told her that this had been tasted by him not unfrequently, but he had specified only two instances. In one, he had eaten as much as he could and thrown the rest to a wolf which had come up during the repast. In the other instance, he had bitten to death another little girl, had lapped her blood, and being in a famished condition at the time, had devoured every portion of her, with the exception of the arms and shoulders. The child told her parents, on the occasion of her return home in a fit of terror, that she had been guiding her sheep as usual, but Grenier had not been present. Hearing a rustle in the bushes, she had looked round, and a wild beast had leapt upon her and torn her clothes on her left side with its sharp fangs. She added that she had defended herself lustily with her shepherd's staff and had beaten the creature off. It had then retreated a few paces, had seated itself on its hind legs like a dog when it is begging, 
and had regarded her with such a look of rage that she had fled in terror. She described the animal as resembling a wolf, but as being shorter and stouter. Its hair was red, its tail stumpy, and the head smaller than that of a genuine wolf. The statement of the child produced general consternation in the parish. It is well known that several little girls had vanished in a most mysterious way of late, and the parents of these little ones were thrown into an agony of terror, lest their children had become the prey of the wretched boy accused by Marguerite Poirier. The case was now taken up by the authorities and brought before the Parliament of Bordeaux. The investigation which followed was as complete as could be desired. Jean Grenier was the son of a poor labourer in the village of Saint-Antoine de Pizan, and not the son of a priest, as he had asserted. Three months before his seizure, he had left home and had been with...